Okay, time for a moment of truth. Raise your hand if you have never heard of the letter of St. Paul to Philemon. Be honest, yeah, almost everybody. (laughs) It is the shortest book in the Bible. It has only one chapter. So citations from Philemon have no chapter numbers, only verse numbers. It's only one page long. That is my kind of letter. (laughs) Paul is writing to his friend Philemon because he has a problem. Paul spent the end of his life in a Roman jail, and it's from his prison cell that he's writing. While incarcerated, Paul continued to write and to preach and to spread the gospel. One of those who heard Paul preaching and who converted was a slave named Onesimus. Paul found Onesimus to be a great help and comfort to him while he was in prison, which posed a problem when the slave was about to be released from prison and be sent back to his master. Onesimus was Philemon's property. Both were Christian. So how was this possible? Paul himself wrote that in Christ there is no slave or free because we are all one in Christ. But he was living in a society that sanctioned slavery. It was an integral part of their economic system. And it wasn't about to go away anytime soon. Paul's faith told him that the dignity of every person has its origin in our creation by God who loves us, and in our redemption by Christ. Paul's experience of living and working with Onesimus told him that this slave was a person of great dignity, talent, and worth. But the society in which they lived said that this slave had to return to his master and continue a life of servitude. This situation isn't all that different from our own in many ways because we also live in a society that doesn't always reflect the values of our faith. Pick an issue, whether it is capital punishment, economic injustice, an inequality of class based largely on race, foreign policy that often puts bald economic interests above uh, the stewardship of the earth and its resources, the treatment of LGBTQ people, the rights of working people, There are plenty of areas where we have to live with and sometimes participate in social structures that run counter to our Christian faith. And in fact, slavery is still a problem all over the world. Whether we are talking about the abuse of factory workers in the developing world or human trafficking right here in New York. So what are we to do? Some people respond prophetically. They become activists and keep the issues in front of us to push for change. And those people often pay a high price for advocating something that most of the rest of us don't want to hear. Prophets are never particularly popular people. Nevertheless, we need them. Some people respond by withdrawing from the larger society so they won't have to make those choices. Sometimes they withdraw into weird little cults that retreat to a mountaintop and wait for the end of the world. 
Sometimes they form their own little societies, like the Old Order Mennonites or Amish. Sometimes they live lives of prayer and quiet work in monasteries and hermitages. And these people are prophetic in their own way. They also remind us that the ways that we live are not the only way and that we have choices to make. But some people retreat from the overwhelming range of social evils by deciding that they're only going to care about and work on a single issue. And that is not a valid Christian response. But most of us, when faced with this kind of conflict, do what St. Paul did. We stay engaged with our society and do what we can one-on-one -on -one, to make a difference. Paul wrote to his friend Philemon to ask for freedom for Onesimus. And he explained why. This man was a believer and deserved to pursue his faith in freedom. This is more or less the approach that I take when people ask me how I can participate in social structures or even church structures that are clearly sinful. I can't change the whole world. I can't even change the whole church. But I can try to make a difference for the people that God brings to me. If you can't change the way things are in your whole society, change yourself. Change the way things are in your family. Change your fraternity or your academic department. Change your neighborhood. Not being able to do everything is not an excuse to do nothing. Sometimes I find myself talking with people who feel overwhelmed and powerless because of the state that the world is in. Well, hello, we have a savior. It's not you and it's not me. Let's let him worry about the whole world and draw your boundaries in a little bit closer. One excellent example of someone who decided to do what she could where she was, was St. Teresa of Kolkata, whose feast day we will be celebrating tomorrow. She was certainly not a perfect person and she's definitely had her own struggles. But growing up in Albania, the poorest country in Europe, she decided to move to a place of even deeper poverty. And there she focused not on the big systemic problems, but on serving the poor one at a time. And she constantly reminded her sisters and anyone who would listen that they were to do everything they did with love. She once wrote, it is easy to love people far away. It's not always easy to love those close to us. It's easier to give a cup of rice to relieve hunger than to relieve the loneliness and pain of someone unloved in our own home. Bring love into your home, for this is where our love for each other must start. When our society's values change, it usually happens from the bottom up and not from the top down. We had to read Paul's letter to Philemon for 1,800 years before we concluded, most of us, that slavery was evil and had to be ended. So it's reasonable to presume that God is not finished with us yet. We haven't reached the kingdom of God, and there are certainly further challenges ahead of us. And change is never easy. 
but we are a people that live between two worlds, between the society we have now and the reign of God, where justice will be perfect and peace will rule. Don't be discouraged by the tension between where we are today and where our destiny lies. But remember which we are working for and work for it with great love.